0: We all need encouragement, especially Christians in this day and age where we're going after the plans that God has for us, but then life comes at us. Well, today I want you to be encouraged with some inspirational stories and practical tips on how Christians just like you go after the plans that God has for them. So get ready to be encouraged today. No matter what God-given dreams you are pursuing, there are some tips on how to keep them moving forward, and especially when life happens, it is important to keep pursuing God's plans for your life. I recently had the pleasure of meeting someone who understands this all too well, and he has created a whole ministry around helping people to never give up hope. Greg Horn and I met a few months ago, and we were both being interviewed for a Christian television show in the Atlanta area. We connected based on what we were both sharing, and I asked Greg to share today with all of you because I know his story and tips are going to encourage you so much. So please welcome Greg Horn pastor and radio personality of the Hope Is Here show to our podcast today. Welcome, Greg.
1: Hey, Amber. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be with you. Looking forward to today.
0: I'm so excited that you're here. Greg, he has experience pursuing so many God-given dreams. I'm just so thrilled that you're here with us today. You've been a college coach. You've opened your own supermarket. You've become a pastor, and now you're hosting your own radio show. You've done so many things, fulfilling the plans that God has for you. So what are some practical tips that you have learned along the way that helped you pursue all these God-given dreams that you've had?
1: Well, I think the first thing, you know, you hear Psalm 37 four says, "Delight yourself in the Lord and shall have the desires of your heart. And you mentioned uh, I've been fortunate to do a lot of things, being a college basketball coach, to entrepreneur, owning my own business, uh, going into ministry and hosting a radio program. And I think uh, the Lord, all those have been kind of desires in my heart and he's just created different seasons. So. It all starts out that foundation of spending time with God. And I know because, yes, I've been in the ministry world predominantly the last decade. But before that, the sports world, the business world, and yet the foundation for all of those things and to have success was the personal relationship of Jesus and spending time in his word. Uh, the second part of that from that time with him is, you know, and it's something I know it's dear to your heart is, is having a plan. Yep, having a plan. Right. And I've learned that no matter whether it started out with the college basketball coaching, which I really learned that in my early 20s, uh, we would have plans for every game, for every practice even, the plans of what we were going to accomplish. And, of course, you know uh, – from your business background too, that, you know, obviously you have to reevaluate and readjust those uh, as you go throughout that plan, but uh, you gotta have a plan, a foundation to start there. And so I found from whether it's college basketball coaching, owning a multi-million-dollar business, or being an executive pastor at a mega church or having a radio program and starting my own nonprofit, hope is here that it all starts with having a plan.
0: I love that, Greg, because the other thing about that is, is it, it's so true that if, if you don't have a plan, then you have nothing for God to be able to help you adjust, right? Wouldn't you say that?
1: Oh, absolutely. And, you know, and and the hardest part is to get the plan. You know, we have dreams, but then to put an actual plan on paper and say, hey, we're going to actually do this and have a place to get started. It all does start with a plan. And I think Satan's greatest tool is discouragement. And so you may have this great dream and you start to work on a plan and then life starts happening and a lot of maybe just misfortunate things from a diagnosis of cancer or unexpected divorce or a job loss. And then that plan gets pushed to the Side, but yet that dream still burns in you. But once you get that plan, uh, make no mistake about it. You know, Jesus said in John 10:10 10, 10, the enemy comes to steal and to kill and destroy. So he doesn't want followers of Jesus' plans and dreams to happen. But the great part is in the next breath of that, John 10, 10, Jesus said, but I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. And I really believe as a follower of Jesus, if I'm delighting myself in the Lord, he wants to help make those plans happen because they're his plans.
0: Amen. And so that's the thing is that to be able to seek God about how, like, what his plans are, and to how to follow those plans so that we're not just, you know, planning in our own self and then trying to self effort. Hey, God, come along with me with my plan, you know, that we're planning with the Lord. And I just love that. That's so awesome. So, in one of the things that you had shared with me. I'm off of set before uh, that we've talked about is that you pay close attention to details when it comes to when you are a coach, when you are a business owner, as a pastor, and that setting goals and being able to have something to try to move towards. Can you talk about that?
1: Yeah, I learned that from the college basketball coaching in my early 20s to mid twenties that really, you know, having those goals, we had how many points per game we wanted to score, how many offensive rebounds we wanted, not just rebounds, but offensive rebounds. And then we had one thing that we charted called deflections. And what that meant was anytime a ball got tipped, knocked, it may not be a steal or a blocked shot, but the you know, it meant you were playing good defense because it was based on effort. And so we could always tell at halftime even where we were at with some of those goals and then at the end of the game if we are obtained at least eighty percent of those goals we usually won the game that's and so awesome. I found that's yeah, I found that to be true. Whether or not just in basketball, but then as I took uh, bought a business, a supermarket, and got it to almost ten million dollars a year in sales, and then when God called me into ministry in my mid thirties, I took some of those same principles. And we think, well, you know, God's—you don't really need to have those goals and plans, but it does because each person's life matters, and so we would set goals for baptisms and then have a plan. If you don't ever talk about baptism, you know, occasionally or every Sunday, you're not gonna get those 50 baptisms that you wanted. And so uh, no matter whether it was basketball, athletics, business work or ministry, it's all about having a plan and then setting goals with that plan. And then of course, obviously the most important part, executing, but the big part is just reevaluating every week. Hey, where are we doing with this? Where are we at? Maybe we set the goal too high, Or maybe we set the goal too low.
0: I love that because I, that's one of the things that I talk about is measure it so you can treasure it. Because often, if we don't measure something, we're not going to treasure that something. And I speak, I'm speaking to myself, I'm ministering to myself right now by saying that in business, ministry, in your home, whatever it is, is that a lot of times people will think, Oh, I don't want to set goals because I want to hear from the Lord and I want to be moved by the Lord and I don't want to be all rigid and I don't want to do this. But Jesus did it. Jesus, you you know, he had the 12 come follow him. And then when they filled up with, you know, when they multiplied the fishes and the loaves that they went back and they counted the baskets that they had full when they went back and picked up the scraps, you know? And so the Lord, he also calculates, there's so many numbers, right? And, and in his ministry, in Jesus's ministry, where he's calculating those numbers and not because it's just based on numbers, but they're people, they're people that you're ministering to, or they're your people in your home that you're ministering to, or the people on your basketball team that, you you know, you're moving that needle forward. And so I love that. And so I, I really hope the listeners are getting a hold of this is that here is a godly man who was in you know, a coach and talking about the importance of planning and productivity and details and goal setting and counting things out. Uh, And I love what you say about being able to go back and reevaluate. Do you have anything else to share about that piece? Because I just think that is so valuable. Oftentimes we just keep running forward and we're not reevaluating what we're doing to help move it even forward even more.
1: Yeah, if it's okay, I'm gonna share an acronym that I put together with the word plan. Love it. Kind of the end part of this acronym ties into the question you just asked me. So i take a couple minutes here. The uh, plan to me, uh, PLAN of course, first just involves pause. You know, you've got to pause, Psalm 46, 10 says, be still and know that I am God. And so whether you're starting a plan at the beginning or you're reevaluating that plan. Part of the challenge can be if you maybe at least have made the plan, it's going back and doing that reevaluating. So you've got to pause to do it, and yet that's hard because you know social media, texting. I mean, it's hard to pause and just slow down in life. And it's one of the things I respect about you, Amber. When we were communicating, you're like, "Hey, I just shut things down on Monday till like noon at Tuesday." At least, and so we had talked a few weeks ago, that was kind of your game plan. And so you're, you know, you're you're doing that. You're implementing. And this is how I pause to breathe in life and have my family healthy and whole. That letter L is listen. Once you do pause, and do that Psalm 46, 10, "Be still and know that I'm God," then you can listen to Him, but you also the other L is look. Look where his God is working in that planet. Um, you know, evaluate that, and I know Jeremiah twenty nine eleven through fourteen is really dear to your heart about you know God has a plan for our hearts. And Jeremiah twenty nine eleven I'm a little slow, so God knew that He had to put the word plans not once, not twice, but three times in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven.
0: Right? <laughs> right. I love it. Yeah.
1: You know, so I mean, that's one of the things that I'm learning there about that plan that God has a plan, but sometimes that plan changes, and and the biggest thing I think that I find at least with people with plan is that we want to compare our plan to somebody else's. And you know, I, I'm I'm one of three brothers. We come in all shapes and sizes. Uh, I'm five nine, short, uh, sexy, bald guy. Okay. And my middle brother's about six foot, got a plethora of hair. My youngest brother six foot four, tall and skinny. And both those guys are skinny, tall with hair, which I think is really overrated. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you can't see this, but I'm follicly challenged. But my point being is my middle brother is an oncologist, also has a master's degree in health administration from Harvard. My brother is a head basketball coach, coached at SEC school, South Carolina at one time. And we call come in all shapes and sizes and financial thing. And to be honest, both of them make a lot more money than I do. But I know that I'm following the plan for God's, plan for my one and only life and I can't compare myself to my other two brothers and one of the best things that ever happened to me somebody gave me a uh, a magnet from my refrigerator one time and Amber it wasn't really masculine I kind of have to turn my man card in after I say this but man it really spoke to me and I think it'll speak to somebody today the magnet simply said bloom where you're planted
0: love it that is so good. Oh, my goodness. I hope you're taking notes on this because Greg is is laying down some great wisdom. I want to go back to what you said. So plan is pause, right? Do that yes. to reevaluate. And L is listen and look. I'm taking notes. I love this. Listen and look with God. And then the A and the N. Can you share about that, Greg?
1: Yeah, and this is the hard part, I think, for a lot of people, especially type A or go-getters like you and I, the letter A is ask others for help. Ask others for help. I mean, I learned a lot from you, Amber, since we connected a couple months ago. I've been, you're like a mentor from a distance with me. I've been looking at your website, uh, get some of your emails, your social media posts, and I'm picking up nuggets of wisdom. But I think the hardest part for type A people, and uh, even though we're followers of Jesus, that word pride gets in the way, and what's the letter, you know, in the middle of pride? I you know me and yet God has really taught me through my successes and my failures from athletics to business to ministry that he created us for community and I think Jesus modeled that with Peter James and John I mean let's be honest he could have saved the world by himself but right. he chose 12 guys to do that right but there were three that were kind of his boys his inner circle and I don't think he did that because he had to but I think he was modeling that for us and That's Jeremiah so good. You know, and so Proverbs chapter 15, verse 22 says, plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. And that's one of the things that I'm learning is to ask other people. And I've got three guys in my life, different vocational backgrounds, different personality makeups, but all one very successful in their business world and what they do, their vocation, but also more importantly in their faith walk. And so I talk to those guys every week and just kind of evaluate my personal life and my professional life. And they have permission to speak truth and love to me. And so I really encourage our listeners. And for a lot of men, you're like, hey, brother, I don't even got one. We'll start with one at least. Right. That helps you reevaluate and evaluate your plan when you ask others, hey, what do you think about my plan for my life, both personally and professionally? And then the letter N is simply, you know, now you put that on paper or now execute the plan. Okay, if you've not started a plan, you got to start, get it out of your mind, get it, don't talk about it. You've talked it in the ground, put it on paper, type it up, whatever. And then, or if you've got it and you need to reevaluate, you may need to go back and tweak it and change it. But that acronym has really helped me over the last few years.
0: I love that acronym also because it has the word plan in it. It's awesome. And I'm going to put that in the show notes in case you haven't taken notes. I'm going to put that down in the show notes. And so we've got pause. The L is listen and look with God. A is ask others for help. And the N is now execute the plan. That is so wonderful. It's such a great way to remember how to be able to follow the plans of the Lord. And we've got these two scenarios here where you've got like a more type A person and a type A person is more in the ditch of where they spend way too much time planning and not enough time doing, that execution part, right? Or asking for help. And then you've got the other ditch where you've got more of the type B type personalities and they typically spend way too much time asking for help and trying to execute a plan without actually pausing and listening and looking first. And so this is wonderful, Greg, that you've had this that this acronym that can help balance all of that out now greg he is not just talking the talk he's actually walked this out in his life and so before we get off here i just want to be able to let you know about how greg a little bit can you share a little bit of your testimony about how god has taken you from being a college coach to then going into business and then going into to, as a pastor into ministry and how it didn't come out perfectly, but you just kept walking out that plan with the Lord. And then let us know kind of how that, that we only have a few minutes left, but I really want you to share a quick um, testimony.
1: Sure. I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, I did the college basketball coach of assistant basketball coach at Western Kentucky university, uh, translated that into buying my own business, had a $10 million company at the age of 32, thought I had the world by the tail was swinging it around. And then a flood came. It rained 13 inches in 24 hours in a town that there hadn't been a flood in 89 years. So nobody had flood insurance. And I know those of you live in the Nashville area, you know about floods, unfortunately, too. But there hadn't been one in this Kentucky town for 89 years. So I winded up uh, having to file bankruptcy. Um, Went home that night, my wife said, I'm sorry, but I don't love you anymore. And left me, and so I lost my business and my marriage and had put my home up for the business loan. So I lost my business, home, and marriage in a 24-hour period. So you talk about a rough day. Uh, A lot of people listening think man I'm doing pretty good compared to this guy but you know it was the worst thing but also the best thing that happened to me because that's when my faith became real and I will confess that I did have some suicidal thoughts but I pressed into my faith family friends good Christian counseling and I got on the other side of it, and through that, with my faith becoming real, God led me to ministry, uh, became executive pastor at a a church in Lexington, Kentucky, and then eventually, I felt like God called me to step out on my own and start this ministry called Hope Is Here, which also involves a daily radio program, just 14 minutes long, to help prevent suicide, because it's the second leading cause of death for ages 10 to 34 in our country, and that's definitely John 10. You know, the enemy comes to steal and kill and destroy. with well, suicide is destroy, And so I've got this ministry, Hope is Here Now, that has this radio program now. We've had over 50,000 podcasts downloaded in the past three years. It's just a total God thing. Yet God used every one of those areas of my life, from college basketball coaching to owning a business to ministry, and now starting this ministry slash nonprofit, Hope is Here. He used all those to help me incorporate the plan in each area of my life. So I want to encourage your listeners today that, you know what, God never wastes a hurt, but we do have to pause and use that acronym and say, God, what are you trying to teach me? What am I learning? I need to listen and then ask others, what do you see? And then put that down on paper and execute it because God will always restore what the locust ate, but you just got to give him a chance to do that.
0: I love it, Greg, and the name of our podcast today is How to Keep Pursuing God's Plans for Your Life, and I can't think of a better person to be able to have on here than you, Greg, to be able to share that. I mean... There are no excuses for anybody to not fulfill and keep pursuing, even when you get knocked down, keep pursuing the plans and going after the heart of God. Thank you so much, Greg, for being on this podcast today. I know this is going to minister to so many people, and I want our listeners to be able to connect with you with um, Hope is Here and all the things that you're doing. So what's the best way that we can support you and encourage you and connect with you Uh, so that we can be able to have hope also.
1: Yeah, that's why just go to our website. It's hopeishere.today. That's hopeishere.today.
0: Great, and I'll put that in the show notes as well. Thank you so much, Greg, for being a part of the Be Encouraged Today podcast. And just like Greg was talking about today, having a plan, knowing the plan that God has for you and walking that plan out is so important to be able to fulfill the plans that God has for you. So I want you to go to beencouragedtoday.com forward slash quiz. This quiz will help you identify what planner personality you are. And with each planner personality, I give you three specific planner personality tips for you to be able to help take that planner personality and point it in a direction that helps you go after the plans that God has for you. So go to beencouragedtoday.com forward slash quiz. Beencouragedtoday.com forward slash quiz quiz encourage with a little b a little d and the word today be encouraged today.com forward slash quiz maybe we can make up a song be encouraged today.com forward slash quiz <laughs> i don't know if i could do that again yeah that was back in my vocal days but be encouraged forward slash quiz. (laughs) Go check it out for that free resource that's going to help you go after those plans that God has for you in a way like you have never done it before. It's a free tool to be able to help you. And remember to be encouraged today so that you can go after the plans that God has for you. Thank you for listening to the Be Encouraged Today podcast. If this episode ministered to you, consider leaving a review so that more Christians can be able to be encouraged today. Thank you. And remember to be encouraged today so you can go after the plans that God has for you.